0: the fake show podcast is sponsored by the law firm of Hutchison and stefan north fifth brewing company threads of envy the tone factory recording studios moonshot.com t-shirt designs and by mr antenna now your host jim Tofty. Johnny Marr co founded the Smiths and played lead guitar for the band while they were active from 1982 to 1987. He's also been a member of the Pretenders, Modest Mouse, and worked with the Pet Shop Boys, Talking Heads, and many more. In 2014, Johnny launched a guitar with Fender, the Johnny Marr Signature Fender Jaguar, one of the many featured in his new book, Mars Guitars. Right now, I've got the great Johnny Marr, on the line in the UK. Hi, Jim. Hi, Johnny. First of all, congratulations on your book, which showcases your guitars and your collection. It's fantastic.
1: Thank you very much. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really proud of it.
0: Do you still have all of those guitars that we see here, or have you passed some of them on to friends?
1: Uh, I own all the guitars except for there's the two that I'd given to Noel Gallagher. Well, it's like there's three, because it's the one that he did Wonderwall on as well that used to be my guitar. So yeah. there are three that, that uh, we got that for note from Noel uh, in the making of the book. And then there's one, uh, there's a 12-string 325 that I gave to Bernard Butler who was the guitar player in suede. He's now a, had an ace record. I, they're all my guitars yeah i, I you know i do uh I do own them and uh, I, I look after them
0: and i'm assuming that when you were a kid you'd go into a shop and just look longingly at some of these guitars
1: oh yeah oh yeah 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 there was a famous <laughs> shop in manchester there was a famous one that all mancunians of a certain era will know called a1 repairs and the bands like the buzzcocks used to go in there and yeah there's 70s bands the hollies 10TC and all of those guys, and um, I, w- I would go in there. That was a pilgrimage every single week, uh, every Saturday, and sometimes after school. And um, you know, the, the owners, the owners. Uh, depending on, I was always, she was she was a bit of a, she was a bit of a, a kind of disciplinarian. And depending, her name was Anne. Depending on what kind of mood she was in. Uh, sometimes it was just like she was like, "Don't even think about it." You <laughs> know, I'm not going to pick that guitar up today.
0: Uh-huh. You know,
1: uh, you know, uh, uh, unless you've won the lottery or you've just found some very, very wealthy parents, then you, you know, you, you can you got five minutes and then get out. <laughs> but I worked in um, when I was 11. I used to go to this little guitar store uh, in this little village and. I was there so often, and I was going, I was just a pest, and I hung around for hours. In the end, the guy, I was too young for him to pay me, to employ me. So I used to go and get his sandwiches for him, and um, and, and, and actually, I used to go and get his cigarettes as well. Uh-huh. And uh, in exchange for him, eventually he said, look, well, you can work off. If you're here for a few months, you can work off enough to buy one of the cheaper guitars, which is what I did that for. That's how I got the first ever... Guitar by working in a guitar store for
0: kind of for free, really. I've read this that uh, one of your first inspirations was Mark Boland. Yeah, was it? Was it the way that he carried the guitar on stage? What was it about him?
1: Well, to be honest, when you're a guitar obsessed, it's it's all it's everything, right? It's it's a visual thing. It's the way he looks. It certainly was the way he sounded. And the thing with Mark Boland as well was that because he was a, the leader of the band, he was a singer. Yeah. Uh, so it was his voice, it was his voice, it was the type of guitars he used, which were like really these very, very cool Les Pauls. Uh, he is a strat as well, but he's known for Les Paul. He mentioned, he even mentioned Les Paul in a song in his Baseball Ricochet, the song was called. Right. No, i with my Les Paul. And I was also a little, I was a very small guy, I was still kind of a small guy, but, um, so the guitar always looked really big on him. And, um, I, I like I even like that you know if you uh, people know that like uh, when I first came out people uh, the guitar looked enormous on me even I can see that now so
0: uh-huh.
1: those little details these crazy little obsessive details make you uh, you hero worship someone uh, but then you also kind of relate to them a little. I want to be like that guy. And also, of course, the sound we make is the main
0: thing. I believe, Johnny, that you were only 19 when you scored a record deal with the Smiths and you were on Top of the Pops. That all must have kind of seemed like a dream at the time, yeah? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Every day was like a dream in the Smiths in the first couple of years. A good dream.
0: Right. And what was the guitar that you used on Top of the Pops? Was that your guitar? Because I've seen video of that.
1: Actually, funny enough, the guitar—the very first one I used on "Top of the Pops," I borrowed for that night from um, Phil Manzanera from Roxy Music, and um, I tried to get it for the book, but he, he no longer has it. Which was uh, that's the only the only uh, kind of one that got away a little bit. I never owned one, but I was already playing a Rickenbacker. I'd, I'd written the the song "This Charming Man" on a Rickenbacker, and but I just heard. By then, we were sort of getting well known, but you know, that's why we run the television. And um, a guy I knew said, Hey, listen, Phil manzanera has got a Rick And I said, Oh, I know, it's a, it's a Sunburst one. And uh, so I was really excited because also I was a Roxy Music fan. So to be using Phil Manzanera's guitar on the television was like yeah. a dead cool
0: thing. When a band is just starting out like yours was then, how much discussion was there about what image that you should have?
1: The truth is that myself speaking for myself, I, I I pretty much had that I had that down. And was, all the all the band members had it down. And we had enough about us also to know that we needed to look like a band and we liked we used to borrow each other's clothes. That's one of the really cool things about about this place, particularly me and Andy Raugh the bass player, we've been pounced from being eleven. Yeah. And Andy and I used to uh, I, I I used to work in clothes shops. So the other band members, particularly the, uh, particularly the drummer and the bass player, used to be, hey, Johnny, can you loan us a jacket? I, I used to do that for quite a few of my pals in town because I used to work in these shops. I wasn't supposed to be doing it, but uh, my bosses weren't too happy about it. And, um, <laughs>
0: but,
1: you know, that, that's, how I'm, that's how I made the money. The image That's how I made the money to buy my first real Les Paul, which is in, in the guitar book. It's the first page of, of the guitar book that Les Paul I made uh, I made the money for, to buy that guitar from selling clothes. Um, so we we all, as individuals, we kind of we all had that down. We didn't really need to be told, and we didn't we didn't really need to plan it. We were just into it.
0: By the way, your guitar riff on this charming man was just stunning, whether recorded version or live versions. That
1: was a written with the producer we had at the time had a a, a Telecaster, so it's. Very much the sound of the Telecaster was backed up by the Rickenbacker, but I wrote it on the Rickenbacker, on the black Rickenbacker that
0: I've still got. What is the situation? What are you feeling when you collaborate with someone like uh, Billy Eilish on the No Time to Die soundtrack? You must have loved that.
1: It's always different in, in every different occasion. But in, in that instance, um, first and foremost, when I came to work with Billy, I'd been working on the movie for a few weeks. Yeah. Uh, we, we, did, we did the song a, a few weeks into it so I'd already been playing you know on the soundtrack and making noises and playing the Bond theme here and there and uh, think about that example if you're a boy or girl in my case uh, a boy growing up in the 1970s in England J- James Bond is an institution the James Bond movies and if you're a guitar player the James Bond theme is kind of like gold standard and um, so when Hans Zimmer asked Play on the movie. I, I was determined to make the, the to try and bring the guitar as much as I could in that film because, for me, the pop music is all about the guitar, you know. And um, so that's why my head was that But then, as I say, a few weeks into it, the, uh, the word was, "Oh, hey, listen, uh, Billy Eilish might be doing this song." I think. And I was asked about what I thought about it, and of course, I thought well, it was a no-brainer. I think it's a fantastic idea. Yeah, uh, and of course. I think it's a, I knew as soon as I heard the demo of it, I thought this is such a an intense and beautiful beautiful song and recording. And um and because Billy's um so you know, such a class act and finished and so clever, um they managed to make it really right for the movie but keep it sounding like a Billy Eilish song. But over orchestrate that stuff, you know. It, it
0: still sounds like a Billy Eilish song. It's perfect. That's well said. Uh, Johnny's book, Mars Guitars, is available wherever books are sold. And I hope you're doing well on the road and everything else going forward. I really enjoy this, Johnny. Oh no,
1: thank you. Nice book
0: it is a beautiful book and not just one that guitar players will love we didn't talk about johnny's relationship with morrissey because frankly there isn't one the two haven't spoken for at least 15 years though he does miss his good friend and co-founder of the smiths andy rourke to this day well that finishes this episode of the fake show podcast i'm jim Tofty. Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you next time. Listen to The Fake Show anywhere on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and thefakeshow.com.